moments ago as we saw. TNA founder Jeff Jarrett did it. He used his power. He stepped up to the plate. Later tonight here on Impact, it's the contract signing for the match that we all want to see. Sting, Kurt Angle at Destination X. That's because of one man. That's because of Jeff Jarrett. Mike, while you're in ass-kissing mode, why don't you uh, kiss Sting's ass as well? Excuse me? You heard me? Why don't you go in the back, man? Ask Sting to pull his pants down and plant one on him, too. What the hell are you talking about? Oh, man, don't act stupid. You know what this is about. You know exactly what this is about. I don't know what this is about. You, you want to educate me? You want it right here? I'll be more than happy to educate you. In fact, I'll educate you, and I'll educate everybody else here. There's something that needs to be said. I'll tell you, Mike, you and I have been best friends for almost seven years. We've done everything together. We've called every single match in TNA. I've been to your house. You've been to my house several times. Our wives are best friends. Hey, Don, what's this all about? Let me finish, please. Let me finish. A few days ago, TNA management held some meetings, folks. And one of the many topics of those meetings was, was my future here at this announce table. And Mike today, I heard you were at that meeting. Says who? Just let me finish. You were at that meeting, and you said nothing in my defense. When your best friend's topic came up, you had nothing to say. You were neutral. Neutral. You wouldn't pick a side. I'm going to tell you something, people. You put this man on a pedestal. You do, you put him here. But I found out about this man. You're nothing but a selfish prick. You could have done the right thing, but you didn't have the balls. And I'll tell you something. I don't know what, what my future holds, but I know one thing. Now, you know what? I know two things. Number one, our friendship never be the same. And number two... You can take this microphone and shove it up your ass. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the final Bang Bang podcast, Christmas Cracker, and the final episode of the regular series. Uh, thanks to everybody who's appeared on the show the past three months, and for everybody who supported the show in the past three years, really. I mean, it means a lot, and uh, I really appreciate it. I've made a lot of really good powers for doing the show and got to speak to some really interesting people. And um, the show's only going away for a few months while I get on top of uni and studying and stuff, and we'll be back in the in the springtime, probably do a couple of specials, maybe covering the Rumble and a few other things in between, and got some plans for for the summer and uh so yeah the show will be back soon but this is the last one for a while i mean i should really introduce myself i mean you should know now you've been coming here long enough you know who i am my name's andy um and we have a chat about general rubbish on this show to be honest wrestling and it's, this is a, a festive special even though spoiler really we're recording this almost <laughs> in the years but uh but yeah so uh hello right we're going up on the high today I must say, I must say, I've been joined by a guest. Um, really, this show wouldn't be wouldn't even be happening if it wasn't for this guy. Um, I was uh, back in 2008. I first started getting into podcasts when there was only about two or three <laughs> to listen to, um, and I was looking around to find if there are any interesting wrestling-based podcasts and no they weren't really to be fair there was a couple um the first one i started listening to was a show called smart wrestling fan uh and to be honest i've been listening ever since now uh, back in those days it was, it was two guys having a chat about wrestling having a laugh uh talking about the shows that were on that week talking about indie stuff which i never knew anything about any of that stuff so to be fair i don't really know much now only in this stuff I know about is again probably due to this show um and th I mean we're, we're back in, we're in 2022 now and the show's grown to be in uh, lots of offshoot shows so shows covering New Japan NXT UK when it was a thing NXT in general when it was any good and anyone watched it um the looking back at the Attitude Era with uh, Retro covering Bojack Horseman Scooby-Doo movie reviews 
Wow, I mean, if you haven't guessed, I'm being joined by Joe from Smart Wrestling Fan. Good evening, Joe. Oh, hello, Andy. How's it going? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. It's an honor to have you on the show, mate. Why, thank you. Yeah. you here. I mean, the first question I have to ask is, how have you managed to put a show out every week <laughs> since 2006? That is what everyone wants to know. And it's 2005. 2005. So okay. We, so in two days, that means we're on the 18th year of the show. Yeah. Um, that's disturbing to think about, first of mm. all. But I guess you just uh, you you wake up and you keep watching wrestling and you keep talking about it and you keep recording it and you keep posting it online. That's all you got to do. Yeah. Yeah. It's really all it is. It is. Um, we spoke about it many times on this show. Like most people I've had on the show have been wrestling fans for most of their lives and. We've all kind of had times where we kind of are less enthusiastic about it than others. Absolutely. Of course. But even if you're, I mean, the difference is with you guys, you've been watching it every week. So there's been periods when I haven't watched much WWE because it's not really been worth watching. And I kept up with it through, you know, through your show. Um, but you always kind of, we always say that you never kind of fully walk away from wrestling. You always keep watching no. it because it might get good. It might change. Right. You're yeah. addicted. It's like a soap opera. It's like something that lasts forever. And you just, one week you might hate it. And the next week you're like, well, it, it could be a little better. And even if you stop watching it for months or years, yeah, you'll be back. Yeah. It's just always. nature. That's how, that's how wrestling works. It's a magical type of a program. That's not like any other program on television. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're at the opposite end of the spectrum. So the, uh, Emma, who I had on yesterday, um, she was, she started watching wrestling about two and a half years ago. Oh, wow. So she started watching wrestling in the pandemic and era. Imagine starting during no crowds. That's so weird to think about. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, the match she chose to talk about was from initially when I first started speaking to her, she was like, I really want to talk about Edge versus Seth Rollins from. That's crazy. Yeah. SummerSlam in 2021. I was like, really? Does that really that memorable? <laughs> for her, that was one, I think it was probably the first pay-per-view show she's, she'd seen with a full capacity live wow. crowd. Um, and she was blown away by that match. And to most people, it had been just a kind of a regular right. match, a good match. But when if you if you were born during or started watching during the pandemic, if you're Love for wrestling started during the pandemic, and I can only imagine how excited you got when you saw how it's supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's coming coming from, you know, somebody from the opposite end of the spectrum who's uh, been watching it forever for, uh, yeah. Um, But, yeah, so, I mean, on these festive shows, we we find out a bit more about our guests, um, festive faves. So, uh, yes. I'm going to ask you the three, the three big questions. So have you got a particular favorite Christmas film? Um, yeah. I mean, a lot of people will say Die Hard is the best Christmas movie. That's not mm-hmm. what I say. A lot of people will say uh, Home Alone, for example. That's not the right answer either. Home Alone no. 2? No, 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 not really. Um, what else do they like for Christmas? They like a lot of those Christmas specials like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and the Charlie Browns and stuff like that. But that, that's not really a movie. Those are shorts. Um, my favorite Christmas movie has to be Gremlins, the original oh. Gremlins movie. Yeah. And people don't even argue with me that it's not a Christmas. It absolutely is a Christmas movie. The whole thing takes place during Christmas. There's an entire sad spoilers Christmas scene. I'm going to spoil a movie from the eighties, <laughs> a Christmas, sad Christmas scene right in the middle of the movie where Phoebe Kate's uh, character talks about how her father, um, she smelled something horrible in the chimney and her father was missing. And then they found that he was dead stuck in the chimney because he was trying to bring presents to everyone and, dress up like Santa Claus. And that's a lesson right there, kids. Don't, don't dress up like Santa and climb down the chimney because you'll do that back and die. But yeah, <laughs> Gremlins, that's it. That's the Christmas movie. It has all the scary parts, all the fun Christmas parts, a depressing ending. It's a great yeah. movie. Yeah. It really is. Uh, obviously, we've got a tie with Gremlins too because it features uh, Hulk Hogan as well. Hogan. Yes, I remember. In his finest movie role. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, Gremlins is a good show. I mean, Gremlins is probably one of my favorite films. Did, did anyone in general. Else like that? No, 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 no. Oh, good. Yeah. I like to be a little different. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a favorite Christmas song? Oh, favorite Christmas song. There's a lot of bad ones. I'll say that. There's a lot of ones that I hate. 
a lot of a lot of Christmas songs that are horrible. I think Toy Jackpot is my favorite Christmas song ever. And you're probably like, I've never heard of that. I think it came out in 2009 or 10, um, but it's by Professor Breakspeed. So if you don't know what that is, everybody <laughs> look up Professor Breakspeed Toy Jackpot. It is the pinnacle of the 21st century Christmas song. I will say that. OK, well, we'll, we'll play out on that at the end of the show. So oh, get yeah. To hear it. I've got to find it first, but yeah. It's very easy to find. Okay, okay. I've literally no idea what that is, so I'm looking forward to hearing it. <laughs> and uh, so three sort of festive things you like to eat at Christmas. Um, Christmas foods for me. Um, you know, I don't eat the I don't eat the meat, so I don't say a turkey or a ham. So I haven't eaten meat since the 1980s when yeah. Gremlin came out. Um, so I would not say that. I would say w- number one has to be chocolate chip cookies, but it has to be a specific kind for Christmas. It has to be, and you can look this recipe up online and make it. It's a science. It's incredible. It's Alton Brown's chocolate chip cookie called The Thin. You have to specifically look that one up. It's made with more butter to thin out um, so you don't have these cakey, gigantic, like thick cookies that aren't very flavorful. You have this very concentrated, thin cookie that's concentrated with flavor and chocolate and butter, and it's delicious. So if you get a chance, make those for Christmas every year, if you can. Uh, you might need a standing mixer to make it easier. You could do oh, it by hand. It's just really hard. It's we're getting complex now. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah, yeah. But that's a science. That's the thin. Um then I would say, other than that, I make my own. Now, sometimes I do it for American Thanksgiving, but other times I do it for Christmas. But I make my own macaroni and cheese, and that's my own special recipe that's modified. But it's a baked mac and cheese with different kinds of cheddar and then topped with panko breadcrumbs. Again, okay. another buttery, delicious <laughs> yeah. That is it. And I would say number three, it is not a food. I would say it's – I am – Big on and have been forever on holiday specific drinks that are limited edition. So like back in 2004, if I remember correctly, we think it was the only year that it happened. They had a holiday spice Pepsi that tasted like you were drinking Christmas out of a Pepsi bottle. It was the most delicious drink I've ever had. It tasted like like gingerbread was in there and wow. nutmeg and other cinnamon stuff. It was just delicious. But every year I always look for the special holiday drinks. And this year, um, we talk about this on, on Smart Wrestling Fan, but this year they came out with a Mountain Dew drink called Fruit Quake, which is a fruitcake flavored drink, which sounds absolutely disgusting. It does, yeah. <laughs> it was actually fun and delicious. And I'm glad I got to try it. So it's it's really about the seasonal drinks. It's whatever's limited edition that comes out, especially something in a soda variety. That's that's my that's my go to. I would yeah. say those are my three three yeah. need to have Christmas things if you're a vegetarian and like yeah. a bunch of junk. Those are <laughs> special items you could eat. Um, this is completely random, but so where yes. I where I live in in the UK, it's a place called Bristol. And um, we're only about 20 miles away from Cheddar, the actual place. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. A little bit of trivia. <laughs> it's, um, it's a place there called uh, Wookie Hole, it's called. And it's caves. Wow. And basically. Wookie? And Wookie. It's, it's not related to Star Wars at all. No, I'm sure it's not. Um, but there's, uh, in kind of mythology, there was witches that lived in these uh, caves so you okay. go and see, you go into this cave and um, they play like sort of spooky witches music and stuff. And uh, yeah, that's the height of kind of entertainment in this country. <laughs> <laughs> that's like Disneyland, but in Cheddar. In a cave. That's all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, great choices. Um, my wife's a vegetarian, so we, we don't kind of we we do things a bit sort of slightly differently at Christmas time. Um and I got yeah. some nice teas this year, which are all kind of festive and smell really awesome. nice. So and that's great. Yeah, yeah. Right. Unfortunately, we're gonna have to talk about wrestling um, <laughs> at some point. Yeah. This is a gem we're gonna talk about. It's a hidden gem, just like all my food and movie and song choices. This is another hidden gem of the wrestling mm. universe. 
no one has ever heard about. And no one, no, it's the greatest match of all time, probably, maybe. Wait, no, that can't be right. Yeah. So, I mean, the original premise for the show was, I mean, we changed a bit this year, but it was last year, it was people picking some of their favorite matches of all time. And people have gone with that as well to a certain extent for some of the previous uh, Christmas records. We've had a few interesting so a couple of days ago we had um norman smiley and jimmy hart in a in a hardcore match on nitro that's uh, the one I, with suit of armor right yeah 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 i mean that was my pal ash preston now he's, he's that was not technically his favorite match of all time but it, it was an interesting it's match funny. we wanted to talk about it. it's yeah. funny yeah um and i think this probably f- maybe i suppose kind of falls into that category funny but not is, as funny. funny or is this so so funny so not funny you have to laugh at it is that what yeah. it is i think yeah yeah so i mean what are we yeah. what are we talking about john oh i was gonna say do you want to tell people what it is oh, no, she, you, you need to take full responsibility for this right. you can tell well me. i'll say this the year is 2006 and the great american bash is coming up in wwe and that's the one of the summer pay-per-views when you had to pay 50 dollars for a pay-per-view Imagine paying $50 for this, (laughs) but it's Great American Bash, whatever. It's an old uh, WCW pay-per-view, but now it's in WWF or E. At this time, it's E. And the match is advertised as, I can't even say it without laughing. (laughs) It is advertised as The Undertaker versus The Great Khali in a Punjabi prison match. Mm. And one looks around and says, what's that? I don't know what that is. What is a Punjabi prison? I guess we're going to find out because that match, we're going to review it right now. Greatest yeah. match. Oh, wait, wait, no. No, I'm sorry. Worst match I've ever seen. That's, I, I <laughs> reversed it. Well, I was looking back at, because, um, I mean, Kali made his debut in WWE in 2006. And, yeah. like, he was, I mean, we were in this kind of time period, but it's been a long running theme on this show, which I've actually, when we've gone back and looked at a lot of this stuff, the Undertaker, really, apart from his kind of early days, uh, and there was a good long time period between most of the 90s where his matches were terrible. They're slow. <laughs> terrible. Just to say, they're slow. You think of The Undertaker as this legend, and, and you watch some of his old matches, and you go, oh, um, you know, some, some are okay. Some are actually pretty good. And then a lot of them are just slow and plodding and bad. Yeah. I, he was involved in some pretty shonky, ropey rubbish as well. Really, which really bad feuds, really bad. Yeah. Whew, there was some bad stuff in there, but this takes the cake as far as, um, well, let's see how he fares with the great Kali and the Undertaker. The, oh wait, we're we're not getting. Oh, well, hold on, this is complicated. So, so mm. watching the show and it's called Great American Bash 2006, and it's claiming there's going to be a Punjabi prison match between Undertaker and Great Khali. And the opening says there is. It even asks. It says, "Will a new phenom, phenom emerge?" And I'm like, "Will it? Okay, it's all bait and switch and lies. There's, there's, we're not getting that." Mm-hmm. This, and and keep in mind, this is 2006, which means this is when they had the brand split where they were very, very, very rigid. With the rules, were they? Is that the word? Rigid. They were very strict. They. This was a SmackDown only pay per view. So only the stars of SmackDown. No one else is allowed on this show. No. Okay. So you know, <laughs> well, when it's SmackDown only, you know you're getting the highest quality characters like the Great Kali. Oh, we're not getting the Great. Oh, okay. So it's live from Indianapolis, Indiana. It's Michael Cole and JBL on commentary because I couldn't remember who the commentary team was, and I know. No. It was- Oh, I just didn't know who was with him. So it's JBL. That's fine. Cole says, history is going to be made today. First ever Punjabi prison match. Still no one knows what that is. That's fine. But we can see around the ring, hanging above the ring, there's a lot of bamboo. Let's just say it looks like a set from Gilligan's Island. That's what it is. Let's just admit it right now. It doesn't look good. It looks like a joke. The the holes in, in, in it's not a it's not a tight knit um bamboo cage because if it was you already can't see through it very easily so if you're there live you're in trouble yeah but this was already pretty big holes to put your feet in to climb over it looked like looked like you could pretty easily climb this thing that's fine we'll find out about that in a little bit but jbl confirms it he says yep it's the great colleague against the undertaker mm, okay if you say so 
So they open the show, and there's a quick tag team match, whatever, London and Kendrick. Now, this is a good trivia thing here. They retain the tag titles against the Pitbulls. Do you remember the Pitbulls? So Do you? Was it? Ha. I remember the Pitbulls from ECW. I didn't go back and watch this. I remember the ECW Pitbulls. Yeah. Me too. And so I'm thinking, when were the Pitbulls in? Oh, God, it's. No, it's not Pitbull number one and two from ECW. It's Kid Cash and Jamie Noble wearing dog collars and chains. <laughs> they are the pit bulls. I'm like, when was this? I reviewed this. I don't remember this. Yeah. So that's fine. That was, a, that was a little footnote there. But they have the match, and then we go backstage. Davari is now screaming at the great Kali. He's yelling at him backstage saying, wait, why do you have to call out the Undertaker? What are you doing? And Kali's going, rawr, rawr. And he's all mad running around backstage. Why, why can't you wait till your match? Why do you have to call out the undertaker now? And I'm like, what are we, what does this have to do with anything? Kali grabs Devar and he holds him up and almost puts his head through the ceiling. And he's like, raw. I so thought he was going to do that. I thought it yeah, was going to be awesome. But it wasn't a drop ceiling. It was way too high. So I couldn't do that. But that's it. And then all of a sudden Teddy Long comes out to the ring and he's like, ladies and gentlemen, unfortunately I have some bad news. Now, during his annual and regular physical examination, Bobby Lashley was found to have elevated enzymes in the liver. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what is going on? Okay, so what does that mean? So Lashley comes out and JBL keeps going, wait, we're not going to have this match for liver reasons? <laughs> liver reasons? So... Okay, here's what we're learning. Guys that got popped for steroids this week in WWE get to be on the pay-per-view, get paid, and not have to wrestle. That's what this is. Bonus, they're yeah. Not, they're not sent home for, for breaking the, the drugs rule or whatever. They get to get paid and be on TV, and they don't have to work. This is insane. What kind of example is this? So – Lashley wants to wrestle anyway, and so does Teddy Long. I mean, not, Teddy doesn't want to wrestle. He wants Lashley to wrestle. <laughs> but Teddy's like, I have to do it for your long-term health. So they basically make the doctors the heels here. So the crowd boos. And I guess it was supposed to be Lashley against, yeah, Finley, because he was the United States champion. So Lashley yeah. wants his U.S. title match. But F Lashley has to go to the back. Finley comes out, and he goes, elevated enzymes. Give me a break. Like he's mean Gene. <laughs> And so Teddy makes a match. It's Finley against his friend, William Regal, and they have to go for the U.S. title and whatever. Hornswoggle's under the ring. He didn't have a name yet. They were calling him the little little, bastard. Yes. Yeah, we can swear on this show, Joe, so you're right. Yes. Well, I know we can. <laughs> but then my gimmick's dead. Uh, but yeah. So, yeah, so that, I forget, Horn, this Hornswoggle, pre-Hornswoggle helped him or whatever happened. Didn't matter. Didn't matter. That's not the point. The point is, already one lie told in the beginning that we're going to get Kali against The Undertaker. And now a match that's been changed because of liver enzymes. Well, let's see what's up next. Gregory Helms is the cruiserweight champion. Who's he going to be going against? They say it's super crazy. It's not. It's Matt Hardy. Super crazy off the card because of elevated liver enzymes. <laughs> match two has been changed. Okay, so they have that match. Who cares? Later on backstage, Kali is still hunting The Undertaker. And Davari just is screaming at him, please stop. We can wait till the match. So Undertaker finally shows up, throws Davari down a hallway, and Taker looks at Kali and he says, are you looking for me? And out of nowhere, this is so <laughs> out of nowhere, the big show just appears and he attacks the Undertaker. And like the two idiot giants are standing next to each other and like pals, like high-fiving each other. I'm like, what? <laughs> I don't understand what's going on. So we go back to the announce table. Cole is advertising... Uh, Undertaker against Kali. Again, we get the whole video package that's promising this match. We've already had two match changes tonight because of what they're calling elevated liver enzymes. Backstage, more stuff. Davari is thanking the big show. And Teddy Long comes in and he says, Playa, that ain't gonna work for me. He says, tonight in the Punjabi prison match, there's only one man that's gonna face the Undertaker. And that's you, big show. And big show freaks out. And he goes... I'm the ECW champion. I don't know anything about a Punjabi prison match. Yeah. He says, this is Kali's match. And Kali, I don't even think he understands what's going on. He's just standing there. He's yeah. getting paid to stand there. So we get back. <laughs> this is ridiculous. This is absurd. All I, all I wanted to review was a Punjabi prison match. And they're not even giving me the match I wanted. So we go back to the announce table. And the crowd is booing. Because this is now the third match that's changed tonight. But here we go. The prison lowers down 
and it's this crappy bamboo. It's like a Indiana Jones playset. It's it's not good. And the music as well. They're it's like Punjabi snake music playing. Snake charmer music. Like <laughs> yeah. the stereotypical, if you can imagine Punjabi music, that's what they're playing. Cage is coming down. We realize at this point, there's two cages, everybody. This isn't just one cage. Did you see this? This is mm. two yeah. cages. One solid outside, inside special cage, which we'll talk about in a minute. Cole says, look in at the inner cage. See those spikes? It's just bamboo. I don't know what spikes he's talking about. <laughs> yeah. Spikes. So I, he's acting like this is going to kill somebody. He says, this, this right here, those spikes, see that? This is like prison, like prison, like prison, like razor wire to keep prisoners in. <laughs> Cole, you don't even know what you're Nice. to keep. Okay, that's fine. And JBL says, "This is something you can prison King Kong in." <laughs> prison King Kong in this JBL. Yeah, yeah, that's incredible. So Cole grabs a mic and now he's talking to the crowd, and he explains the rules. He says, "There's two cages. The interior cage. That structure has four doors, like on pulleys. So you have to pull the door up and." There's going to be four referees, one at each door. So if you tell the referee, hey, can you can you pull that door up? They, that door can only stay open for 60 seconds when you ask the referee. In 60 seconds when it closes, it can never open again in history. So Yeah, they didn't, they didn't mention that, but did they? I was shocked by that when, it, when the match and it was like, that's, that door is closed. That door can't is be done. Used again. What they yeah. do is once that door closes, they take a steel chain, which is painted gold, and they... <laughs> Lock it up so you can never open that door again. Little did we know they're going to use all four of them. So mm -hmm. quality matchup here. This is this is such high quality wrestling. You know? <laughs> so Colt says, now that's just to get out of the one cage. To get out of the outer outer cage, which is all made of bamboo and looks like Gilligan's Island. This cage has no doors, so you absolutely do have to climb this. Or do you? <laughs> yeah. So the only way to win is escape both cages. Okay, that's fine. So Big Show comes out and Cole says, I think Big Show's going to cry. That's not now. That hap That's later. So he's kind of spoiled that gimmick, whatever. And JBL says, animals should be put in this. I don't want to put <laughs> yeah. animals in there. You, what? <laughs> explains there's over one mile of material was used to construct this thing. So he will not say bamboo because that makes it sound really crappy. I'm like, yeah, go one imports or somewhere and buy this. But one mile of material. And JBL says, this is something out of Steven Spielberg movie. <laughs> out, out of Steven Spielberg movie. Okay. He was, he was, on, he was just, just shouting out random stuff. Yes. JBL. It's in rare much. form of stupid tonight. Yeah. But here's the match, the hot, hot match. Um, it's Big Show against The Undertaker. So no, no great Kali in the first ever Punjabi prison match. So we were lied to. Uh, Undertaker takes many minutes to get into the cage. So that's always fun. And JBL, for, okay, so Taker is in between the cages and he sees this little table in there. And JBL freaks out over a table full of something, weapons or something that's between the two cages. Do we ever use this table full of weapons other than the table itself? Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure. All, it looks like leaves and stuff tell. actually on the table. Yes. Yeah. Looks like very dangerous things like some Seasoning, whip. Yeah. <laughs> something. But we don't. That's never part of this match. So I don't know what that was supposed to be. No. Finally gets in the ring. Now Big Show's crying. So thanks, Cole, for spoiling that earlier. But the match starts and this crowd is dead silent. They are not making a noise. They, can't, first of all, can't see inside the cage. So they don't even know. No. It's, it's two cages, two sets of bamboo. So you cannot see through that if you're the crowd. Um, and the crowd doesn't want this match anyway. And it's the third match that was changed tonight. So everything about this pay-per-view is coming up perfect. And so <laughs> JBL, he just has so many lines tonight. This is King Kong versus Godzilla, and it is happening inside something out of science fiction. So yeah. hold on. Wait. Now, hold on. Now, <laughs> we were to believe that this was a match that Kali knew about because it was an actual thing in India that he knew about a Punjabi prison. So it was his type of match. This was a replica of a type of prison that was in India. JBL is now saying that prison is science fiction. 
It's bamboo. I don't know what part of that science fiction. That's what he said. Something out of science fiction. <laughs> That's what that like a spaceship and a yeah. bamboo age. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Really bad. Also, JBL says this hotline. Now, the guys in the ring are just slow and plodding and barely doing anything. There's no wrestling in this match. I think there's a DDT. There's like two two wrestling moves. That's it. But they are moving slow and plodding. And JBL goes, if you love sports entertainment, you love this. <laughs> what? I, I guess. Okay. But the crowd doesn't love this. They are so quiet. But the match is slow and terrible. Like I said, Cole reminds us. Just how important this match is. Number one, it's Kali's specialty match that Kali's not in. Number two, the ECW title the Big Show has, not even on the line. <laughs> We're watching basically is nothing. No, no. Basically watching nothing. It's a big spectacle of nothing. Cole says, see those leather straps tied hanging from the structure? They are much like torture devices you'd see in prison. <laughs> what? Prison is <laughs> what? In a movie? In a third world country, where in prison are we torturing these prisoners like this? You forget Michael Cole was a war correspondent, wasn't he, back in the... Uh... So he's thinking about, like, those? Yeah. Wow. Maybe yeah. he saw those. We don't know about that, except for the movies, Cole. <laughs> yeah. This is this is terrifying. Um, JBL says, there are no rules. And Cole's like, well, there's four referees to open these doors with specific instructions and timers on them. So there are some rules. I guess, but every spot in this match is bad. If there's if there are spots, because they do one, I think wrestling move and it's a goozle countered into a DDT that looked like garbage. Mm -hmm. That pretty much was the only wrestling in the whole thing. The rest of it was just kick, 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 punch, 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 climb, 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 <laughs> climb down. And one, um, one other move, which I'll talk about in a second. I hope I wrote it down. Yeah, I, I did because Cole said something stupid. So all the spots are bad. Um, they finally, Undertaker says, can you open that door, referee? So they open it, 60 seconds on the clock. You got to get out of that. Uh, got to get through that door to get between the cages. So you could at least get through half of it, half of the match. Big Show stops Undertaker from escaping. And instead of trying to escape through that open door that's open for another 40 seconds, he just plods around, slowly walks around does nothing and the door closes and there's a gong sound effect. <laughs> I don't know why that's in the Punjabi prison match, but it is. It's a gong, everybody. Yep. <laughs> Remember that? Uh, the big show's now busy choking the undertaker with a strap and the crowd's just booing the match in general. They're just like, we, we don't want this anymore. This is, this is not anything. This is like a 20 minute torture fest. So with those straps, they can bear uh, the, this is bad. Big show calls for a door to be open. So this is door number two and it closes right before he can get through it. He curses at the referee. <laughs> yeah. You couldn't get through it fast enough. So another gong, there's only two doors left. Cause remember those get locked shut. So now what's going to happen if all four get closed? I don't know. I guess you lose. I guess <laughs> yeah. the match is over. So, now they expose the top turnbuckle. Big Show takes off takes off the cover, and Undertaker gets his head smashed into it, and he blades. And Cole says, hey, JBL, do your color commentary here. What's it like getting your head slammed into a steel turnbuckle? Oh, it's like getting hit with a brick bat maggle. A brick <laughs> bat. I don't know what that is. And it's also, he just said it was steel, so I don't, uh, yep. Mm. It's like, and then he adds, it's like getting hit with a steel medicine ball. Okay, you got it. You got it. Dude. So t this is where Taker, he, Big Show's trying to climb. Taker does a low blow on Big Show. I don't think he registered that that was happening because he didn't fall over or anything. He kind of just ate it. And then they do a superplex off the second rope. Big Show just flops into the ring and Cole sells it. He says it felt like an earthquake. So. Mm. Oh, but that, that bamboo, I'm surprised he didn't just cut the whole thing. That, just cuts, to be honest. that would have been incredible. That would have yeah. been a better thing than we got. So Taker opens door three. There's only, remember, two more to go. And just plops right through it to the floor. So now Taker has escaped cage number one. So he is between the two cages. And he starts, he doesn't know what to do because the spot is supposed to be that Big Show is going to soon get out the next door. So he doesn't really know what to do because if he starts climbing, Big Show's so slow, that's not going to work. So he starts kicking the bottom of the cage. And even JBL's like, why is it kicking a cage? What was happening there? Could you even tell? 
Well, no, because again, as 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 we work out, there's really no benefit to getting out of the cage because obviously, as Undertaker gets out, Big Show's left on his own, so he just walks out the other door anyway, straight away. Well, so making this, sense, right? Yeah. So, so yeah, I don't get it. So yeah, you get out, and now the now Big Show asks, "Open door four, so he just comes right out. So now they're both out. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's not that exciting at all. This is when I realized when they're both between the cages, I realized, wow, this ma- match had almost no wrestling moves in it. This is no. this is one of the worst matches I've ever seen that almost isn't a wrestling match, yet is very much a wrestling match for how ridiculous it is. But this next bit took me but by there's... surprise. Yes. So <laughs> so they're between. This is so bad. So Big Show. OK, so Big Show. This is yeah, this was a smart move for Big, from Big Show because yeah. he sets up a weapons table like vertically and throws Undertaker through it. So now he actually uses some logic. He's like, wait a minute. That fourth door still has a timer on it. It is still open. He grabs Undertaker and chucks him back into the ring through that other door. So now that door gets closed and locked. Undertaker is now locked inside the middle cage. So mm. that's it. So that's that's it. Big show. And even JBL's yelling, oh, Big Show won. <laughs> he won the match. It's over. Because how's Undertaker supposed to? Cole says that there's spikes at the top and all these torture devices. So he's not going to be able to get over the middle. Oh. Wait, no, he just easy taker easily climbs up the cage, which he could have done in the first place, and just the doors were unnecessary. He just climbs out. Not only does he climb out, the outer cage is so close to yeah. that that he looks like he could just step on the other one. And he grabs this look like look, looks like a PE rope or some kind of military rope with knots in it, and he's like <laughs> swinging around on it, and then he falls between the cages. So yeah. now they're both again between the two cages. He's so, swinging like Tarzan. <laughs> they said that. He's swinging yeah. like Tarzan. So now Big Show, I don't even remember how, Big Show blades too, but from, you would think, okay, they both bladed from all this sharp bamboo. No, one was from a steel turnbuckle, which is in every match, and the other one was from like a table. This is this match is illogical. So all of a sudden, the great Colleen and Davari just come out of the back. And I guess they just want to get a reaction or keep this feud going so that when Kali's liver enzymes are normal. We didn't mention this, but yes, the great Kali, they never say that he had the because you don't want to say that about your giant, that he's injured ever. So you say nothing. You you make up an excuse like Teddy Long did, which is you can't be in the match for no reason. Big show is he never said why. But I guess he I guess he I guess his reason Teddy Long's reasoning was because Davari tried to interfere and use Big Show to Injured the Undertaker. We're going to change the match for the crowd, which makes no sense. There's but anyway, logic. slight. As a, as a exactly. They tried. They tried. They tried logic somewhere. Yeah. They tried um, a little bit. So my point is, yeah, we never outright said it, but yes, it was super crazy. It was um, Bobby Lashley and it was the Great Collie. All had elevated liver enzymes, which you don't. If you don't know, that's code for steroids. Um, but they were all, I guess. Wow. Except for Super Crazy, they were all on TV and all getting paid anyway, which is super weird. But anyway, that's what happened. Um, but at the end of the match, Kali does come out. Undertaker just jumps off the inner cage on into Big Show's arms, and they flop backwards and crash through the outer wall. And it's kind of like a fallaway slam, sort of. And Big mm. Show just chucks Taker behind him a little bit. But they're like, Oh, Undertaker won somehow. <laughs> somehow he's yeah. the winner. I don't know how, but that was horrendous. That was so bad. And then all of a sudden, Kali just climbs around on the cage. So he's like, look, I'm playing with the cage. I'm in the match. And then it's that's it. That's the match. Wow. Wow. Can you remember a crappier match, a more convoluted match, and a match with less wrestling in it ever? I mean, there's some elements of it. I don't, I don't mind like the the doors shutting. I could have been that's. I, it was fun, and they actually I, used it in a smart way on the fourth door. But like you it said, is. actually, when you go through the match, there's no benefit <laughs> to going through the door because no. the next guy could just go out the next door. Exactly. And like that's you said, true. if you climb up out, you're actually you're closer to the top of the yep. next case. <laughs> yeah. just, just climb over. It's so. Yeah. So they really didn't think this through. It's pretty bad. And the thing was, logically, you can't you'd have to sell less seats for the building, because if you did it right, 
excuse me, because you'd have to have the cages separated that far that you'd have to put the seats further out for the crowd. So you, you couldn't even make this work logically if you tried. <clears throat> but this do looked, you, this looked do bad. Do you think they had, um, because in the maybe the week before this, suddenly, magically, the Big Show becomes involved in this feud. So do you think they maybe knew in advance that Carly was going to be... Runtime, I think, I want to say it was the week before that that they tested, so yeah, probably. Yeah. That's probably why they started doing the tie-in, because you're right, It's always it always had to be, like, it was always Undertaker asking for two people or three people to, if I'm going to get beat, I'm uh, you got to have four people interfere in the match and things like that. But yeah, I would assume that they knew about the liver enzymes, they knew this match wasn't going to happen, but I love, oh, that's disgusting WWE tactics where mm-hmm. they act. I mean, they advertised it till the last possible second that this match was going to happen anyway. Well, they did and it last year still with them. Um, they did. So they did. Them, Sasha yeah. Banks wasn't going to be able to wrestle and they still did it anyway. So yeah. they so they haven't changed is what you're saying. <laughs> it changed. They Do don't. you remember the um the other two Punjab, the uh, prison matches? It was Batista, right? Yeah. And Kali. Yeah. That one was Kali, though. And then yeah. the third one was Randy Orton and Kali, right? The third one was... Orton and Jinder. Oh, it was Jinder, that's right. Kali came back at the end. Oh, that's right. And Kali, and I said, Kali's going to come back at the end. Yeah. He did. <laughs> yeah. So, so Kali's signature match, out of three, he was in one of them. Mm. Congratulations. Well, he was in, he, he made an appearance in all of them. Yeah. But, so, so that he only wrestled in one of them. Wrestled with the air quotes. Was there a, a play set for the Punjabi prison? Okay. So, this is a great story. It's a sad story. Because I didn't used to collect wrestling action figures. You, you'd be surprised by that because, you know, I collect wrestling action figures. And nowadays I'm like, oh, I need to have one of each guy, at least one of each guy. So if there's a rare figure, I want it. Well, we used to live near a Toys R Us and within walking distance, like a 15 minute walk to Toys R Us. And one day we went to Toys R Us when I wasn't really collecting wrestling figures. They had the Punjabi playset, which was like a $90 playset, $9.99. It's a giant playset, all the bamboo, both cages, and comes with a great Kali action figure. The action figure alone was worth more than $10. Of course, I bought both that they had. Bought them both, brought them home, took out the Kali action figure, played with them, thought it was funny. And then I got rid of both playsets. And I think I sold them for, I mean, I sold them for more than $10 each. But still, today, they're worth anywhere between $200 and $500. Oh man! And I had two of them for ten bucks, like an idiot. Got rid of them. And now that I collect the action figures and the sets and stuff, I wish I still had it. So yeah, it's kind of sad. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of sad. Yeah. But it was huge. Oh. It was in my way. It was gigantic. I didn't know what to do with it. And then I started collecting stuff. Yeah. Like a, so oh well, mm. that's okay. But yeah, there was a place that absolutely, and there was only one. They're never going to make that again. No, <laughs> I don't think they but are. They I'm going to look it up right now. I'm going to go on eBay right now and look up and see how much the cheapest one is. Punjabi. <coughs> Excuse me. I mean, it's a bit of a sign of how, I mean, this is a big push for Kali to come in. And then he's got his own signature match. Yeah. Within like three months of debut, debuting in the company. Yeah. This is true. It's crazy. And not, not even a match which would be particularly suited to a seven foot plus giant. Like no. Now this is just pieces from the Punjabi place. It just pieces from it is ninety dollars plus one hundred forty five dollars shipping. Why is shipping? I mean, it's huge. So I okay, never mind. But there's no way it's one hundred forty five dollars. That's horrible. But anyway, this one is open, and this guy's selling it for two hundred forty five bucks. Right now, it doesn't look like anyone has a sealed one. Um, mm. Let me check. Let me check some of the completeds here. Oh, okay, somebody has a brand new one, 300 bucks. So there you go, plus $25 shipping. So yes, a brand new Punjabi playset, which I had two of, and I paid a total of $20, is now $25. So I'm going to cry. So there you go. Uh, imagine if you could get hold of actual piece of the, of the, the, the prison itself. The real prison? <laughs> oh, man. If they had an auction... And they were selling one of those dangerous, dangerous torture straps. I, I might <laughs> yeah. put on a piece of the Michael Cole. Yeah. Top page. That'd be great. That'd be fantastic. But yeah, so if you if you want to have some fun watching a really horrible match, I recommend the 2006 Great American Bash Punjabi Prison match. Yeah, but there's 20 minutes you're never getting back. No, it's pretty horrible. 
So maybe yeah. maybe our review was good enough. Double speed. Watch it back on double speed. That's yeah. very fair. Because it'll still seem slow, even the double speed, to be honest. So. Yes. Well, Joe, an absolute pleasure. Actually, before we go, we should probably yes. talk about um Don West passed away. Literally, just today, just, before we, yeah, this, just yeah. today we found out before we started the show, um, Don West of TNA fame died. Um, I knew Don West back. I only got to meet him once ever. Um who um but he was the guy that he was very very nice but he was the huckster he was the snake oil salesman he was the oh we have this warehouse full of crap how do we get rid of it um i don't think it was exactly official home shopping network but it was a network like that where they got a hold of don and they said we have a warehouse full of baseball cards how do we get rid of these and he's like i can get rid of them. and he would be on late night or any time of the day or night um television you could look this up look up don west swims in rookie cards it's a real thing he has so many he's going through these and he's like you can get you can get all these rookie cards for you know 100 bucks or whatever it was and you got like thousands of cards you were paying pennies on the dollar and he was he was just the guy he was the guy to sell these things because you just listen to him and he would go look at that two barry bonds rookie cards right in a row three barry bonds rookie cards and then he was like you don't understand how many there are here you got to zoom out so they zoomed out and then he started like chucking all these cards all over the floor. There's a sea of cards on the floor and he climbed around on them and was basically swimming in them on the floor, swimming in Barry Bonds rookie cards. <laughs> so this is, this is the first time I had ever seen Don West. So when TNA got a hold of him and they were like, this is going to be our guy to sell our warehouse, who can move this merch? Some of this stuff nobody even wants. It's T-shirts of wrestlers nobody wants. Jeff Jarrett signed guitars. Nobody wants those. How are we going to sell these? Don West was the answer, and he did a great job at house shows, and he did a great job on internet sales, getting rid of all this crap for TNA. He was commentator on TNA. I think there was even a time when they did an experimental Don West heel turn. I oh, think yeah. he was heel for a while. Um, but then, yeah, and uh, the, it's sad to see that Don West is, is – is, he, he was very sick. He had mm. – uh, he had cancer. He had a tumor that he said, I think it was back in May, he said that it had doubled in size. So he was going to need experimental uh, medicine and therapy. So they've been working on him for the last year or so. And yeah, so. Yeah, it was a pleasure. I mean, I first started listening to your show and it was around about the time when TNA was first starting. Yeah. Uh, when he first got their TV deal. So I mean, you guys used to, you know, the Don West impressions <laughs> every week. Like, uh, oh, uh, Don West. Yeah, Why wouldn't he? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Why we um, go back on this show. We've covered lots of old TNA pay-per-views. And it's a pleasure going back and listening to the commentary on some of those shows. But you've got two faces basically commentating. So it's really yeah. incredible to see how well they did and the dynamic of having two-faced commentators where it isn't you know normally these days two-faced commentators you want to sort of you know guide your ears out but back in those yeah. days they did it really well it were was amazing. very entertaining yeah no matter what was happening in the ring yeah between yeah. uh don west and mike Tanay, it was always at least funny so yeah. at least you yeah. had a good time even when the matches were not didn't make any sense whatsoever and there was a lot of that in tna <laughs> it was always really high quality match that's high speed high quality or it was just a wreck hmm. so that's like reverse, that ba- reverse battle royals and things like that and- my god my god <laughs> battle royal that came up the other day i was thinking about that because on um rampage they had that three hundred thousand dollar christmas battle royal whatever it was called thing and they never explained the rules and it was like all of a sudden all these people started coming out of the back and i was like i don't know what's going on <laughs> i don't know why are we booking this but yeah there just, was- there just seemed to be elements of tna slowly seeping in yep yep yeah yeah uh well joe yeah uh, uh, an honor to have you on the show mate. again i wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't for you guys thank so, you so a pleasure and um yeah so this show will be back we'll do a couple of specials probably before march but the, the main show will be back in march already thanks for everybody for supporting the show and uh, you know, everybody's appeared in the show for the past um three months uh yeah and i'll still be around on twitter even though it's an absolute fucking cesspool but uh, if you want to get in touch it is pretty bad yeah <laughs> yeah if you want to get in touch with me you know where i am and um yeah I'll, I'll still be about but we'll finish off with what was the uh what was the song joe it is called toy jackpot <laughs>
by Professor Breakspeed. <laughs> we'll finish now, off with that. But it's real. Joe, do you want to tell everyone? I mean, I, I, every week I bang on about it. I say every week. Most weeks Easy. I mention you guys. So where Easy. can we find We're everywhere. We're on Apple Music Podcast uh, app. We're on the internets, on the Podbean. Just Google Smart Wrestling Fan. It's, it comes right up. SmartWrestlingFan.com. There. Go listen to our show. It's free weekly show. Go get it. And I, I'm a subscriber to the Patreon. I definitely recommend the Patreon because you get loads Thank of you. Stuff yes. as well. That's yeah, the, the, stuff. the content on there is insanity. But if you just want to try it, it's free. But yeah, eventually yeah. become a patron of the show. Definitely. I recommend that. Yeah. And we'll finish off with that Christmas tune. And I'll be back in the, in the, in the springtime, probably. Or, Happy New Year. Thank you very much. Happy New Year, Joe. Take care, guys. And uh, we'll see you soon. Bye-bye. To the gift, can't be late. Rip it open in a second, and it's time to play. I was up all night in anticipation, feeling electric jewels of jubilation. You tied Carol from the local congregation. Make it tough to hold my patience in check. Yep, is it morning yet? Soon as the clock strikes, I'm jumping out of bed. Then I'm running down the steps, and I'm laughing with my sister. I hope that nothing was forgotten. It's been a long time on that list. Is it time yet? Is it time I can't wait? Is it time yet? Mom and pop sleeping, I think I'm gonna wake them. Bright lights blinking, colors are amazing. I'm out in the toys and I can't wait. Hurry up, hurry up so I can tear through the paper. Jackpot, now I'm clapping and playing with my big toys. Little toys, how do I thank them? I wanna scream, such a fun celebration. Open up the next one, I just can't take it. Toys everywhere, we finally made it. Everything I asked for this year is my favorite. Is it time yet? Is it time I can't wait? Is it time yet? Is it time I can't wait? Is it time yet? Is it is it time yet? Wait. Is it time yet? Is it is it time yet? Wait. Is it time yet? Is it is it time yet? Is it is it is it is it time yet? Can't wait. It's making me sweat. The atmosphere is thick with all the suspense. I'm all up on my P's and Q's, just doing my best. Looking like Saint Nick, so clean, so fresh. Can't give it a rest. Can't let up on the pressure. I'm out to impress. All the energy is pent up. Time to express it. Just waiting for the green light, right foot press. Won't settle for less. Tis the season for the giving, and I give what I get. This is gonna be the year that we never forget. I keep checking my watch. Is it is it time? Is it time yet? Is it time yet? Is it time I can't wait? Is it time yet? Is it time I can't wait? My toys are alive. Heard them late last night. I'm so impatient, but I've really been waiting. Toys all around me. So many here can't even count them. My wishes came true. Heart still pounding. When I found them, I kept counting down. And so tempted to open one, but didn't make a sound. In the moment, I laid eyes on them. I was astounded. Look at all these toys. I'm surrounded. Toys galore. My own toy store. Everything I ever wanted and much more. Open them now to wait and see. Is it really here? Is it about to be? Is it time yet? Is it time? Yet. Is it time I can't wait? Is it time yet? Is it time I can't wait?